Good morning. Welcome to today's devotion. Some of you, I want to welcome you into 2024. Some of us are still trapped in 2023, 2019, 2018, 2017, 1999. But today we're going to talk about that, being trapped. Sometimes a purging has to occur. And with the help of the Holy Spirit, I, I believe that God has something to say to us all as we go through today's devotion. Father, we want to thank you because it's you that as we dive in today, we're asking you, Holy Spirit, and we're inviting you to teach us, instruct us how to release what has happened in the past and not allow it to grab hold on us and hang on to us and allow us to just rope us in as if we keep repeating the same things over and over again. We need your help, Holy Spirit. Jesus, will you teach us? In Jesus' name, amen. This morning, I want to start here in the scriptures because... You see, I want to use, for examples, um, Jacob's fear. In Genesis, between Genesis 32 and 33, I want you to invite you to, to go in. And I, before I get there, I, I want you to know that something previously happened that Jacob did. And previously, before he got here, Jacob tricked his father into giving him his brother's blessing. His father was preparing to bless his oldest brother Esau, but Jacob, in in the previous chapter, as you go back and read before you get to 32, you're going to see the story of Jacob, uh, the two twins, Jacob and Esau. Jacob was known as a trickster, and sometimes, just like Jacob, I can, I, I found myself being a, a little slick, you know, alone. I, I, I used to say things knowing that I had no intentions on completing them. I used to do things. I blamed my environment, and hey, this is what everybody else is doing, so I'm going to be doing a little sneaky sneak. And sometimes our sins, and because of the consequences of certain choices we made, it can catch up with us. And this was the case in 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 Jacob and Esau. So he tricked his his father into giving his brother's blessing. And now he's went away and it's years and years have passed and his father has gone on to be with the Lord and, and now he's got children now, and now he's coming back to his hometown. So this is where we pick up at in in Genesis 32 and, and verse 6. The messengers returned to Jacob saying, we went to your brother Esau, and now he's coming to meet you. And there are 400 men with him. Jacob was greatly 
afraid and distressed. And he divided the people who were with him and the flocks and the herds and the camels to the camps. And he said, if Esau comes to one of the camps and attacks, then the other camp. And Jacob said, oh God, my father, Abraham of my father Isaac, the Lord who is with me, return. You said return to this country and I will make you prosper. And I am unworthy of this loving kindness. So here it is, Jacob. Oh no, he's crying out to the Lord because he said, Lord, I know you sent me here, but now here it is. My past is coming up here. Mm, mm, mm. How do I get things out of me that has been seemingly attached to me? How do I let go of my past behavior, my past thought process? Can I even escape the consequences of those yesterdays, the yesteryears, the sin of yesteryears? How do I get over people study talking about of what Darnell used to do or what you used to do and I'm no longer there? But they seemingly remember and, and even myself, I still remember the mistakes of what I'm saying. Can I help you out? This morning, can I encourage you? Because here's one of the things that we have to say. We have to remind ourselves of what the scripture says. I'm going to go back, but I'm going to fast forward. The scripture says is in 2 Corinthians 5, 17. It says, I, this is what the scripture says. Is in 5, 17, it says, this means that if anyone who belongs to Christ, he has become a new person. The old life has gone and a new life has begun. In other words, I have to begin to say to myself, I am a new creation in Christ. Old things have passed away and I have become new. I am new in 2024. And then one of the other things that I have to begin to announcing and to tell myself is what Paul says in Romans chapter one. See, because there is sometimes the the guilt of the past, the things that try to torment me, uh, the reminders of where I failed and what mistakes I made yesteryears, even high school years, the people that I said things to and done things to, but now I am 50-something years old, son of a 60-something years old, and we're still allowing that old bondage to hold us through. But in Romans chapter 1, it says that, I mean, in verse 1, chapter 8, verse 1, it says, there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Wow. It says, so I am no longer have to condemn myself. That condemning spirit no longer controls me. For he says that if I'm in 2024, I am different. 
So I must remain different in my mind, in my thinking, in what I say, what comes out of my mouth, and therefore my actions, what I do. The enemy and people will love to bring me my box of reminders, places that I used to go, the things I used to say, the things, the people I used to do things with. But I have to begin to announce Romans 8 and 1. So now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ. But I'm going to move it forward because verse 2 says, in that same chapter, it says, because I belong to him, the life he's given me, a spirit, has freed me from the power of sin that leads to death. So that means that in Jesus Christ, I don't have to allow people to carry that box to me or I don't have to carry that condemnation myself. I am free. In other words, I am free from those deeds, those thoughts, and that old bondage and those actions of my past, those consequences, all of those things, meaning that Jesus Christ is has Jesus Christ has acquitted me. Therefore, there is no longer double jeopardy. In other words, I shouldn't nor allow somebody to condemn me for what previously happened before I came to Christ. Now, what does that mean? Does that mean that I don't have consequences? Yeah. If I stole something, if I did something and wronged somebody, that doesn't mean that I don't have to get those consequences. You see, <clears throat> Jacob, he, he fleed from his past. But if we go right back to Genesis chapter 32, verse 20, so 24 says, so Jacob was left alone, and a man came and wrestled with him until daybreak. Hmm. What does that mean? That means that our past, the consequences of our past still have to be dealt with. But we don't avoid it, meaning that Jacob had to still go back and deal with what he did wrong. He couldn't act like it didn't exist. He had to go back and fix it. Son of sometimes, and this is me, and I, I cannot, I'm gonna be real with you. Because the way we begin, if we begin something in a mess, we can't ask God to bless it. Meaning that we must deal with the mess in order for God to bless. I was previously separated, and one of the things that I would often do is make this, although I'm separated, and, and I would try to gain access to a woman's heart and try to gain access to her, but then the smart woman would, would always say to, to me, they said, why don't you close the door and, and with your wife? before trying to open something. Why don't you 
fully allow things to be complete and before you start anything. In other words, whether it's completely divorcing her or rest, um, doing restoration. In other words, I had to, I tried to approach different approaches and everything, but the Bible says it like this, in order for us in our best abilities to live at peace with every, every person. So the thing of it is, is what they were saying is, why don't you do your best at making peace and making sure that all things were fully shut down before you enter into something. And some of us, just like Jacob, the Lord had Jacob to go right back after he fixed him and after he blessed him, after he changed him, he had to go back and reconcile with Esau. But not before the Lord would deal with him. And the Lord will, after he dealt with him, he dealt at the same time he was dealing with Esau. So when Jacob was able to step in, Esau heart was no longer had any anger. He, he no longer wanted to get him back, but he was able to move into a different level of relationship. So the moral is sometimes we do the things that I used to do when I was young. When my mom would tell me to go clean up my room, I would sometimes go and try to push every single thing up under the bed in the closet as if it, it didn't, it wasn't there. If, if the, the dirt, if, if the clothes, if the dirty clothes or something wasn't there, but undoubtedly it would come out when I would just, if I had just spent the time to deal with what the real issue is, to deal with the root because some, sometimes we're dealing with the fruit instead of dealing with the root of why it is. So one of the things that I had to do with me is to deal with the root. Why am I in this situation? Allow God, the peace of God to come on. While I'm in the separation, why don't I have my relationship with the Lord? And allow the Lord to deal with that situation. And, and if it's the Lord will, then he would do whatever it is. And eventually, yes, I was able to, unfortunately, yes, I had to be at peace and move on and give her the divorce. But ultimately, I wind up in peace. So I'm going to close by saying it like this. If you're trapped by the issues of your 2023, your 2019, the way you begin is just as important. Well, let me say it like this. The way you end is just as important as the way you begin. So meaning that the way I begin my day 
If I end my day at the end of the night with scriptures and with prayer and with peace, then I can expect to come into the day with the same, with peace. But if I end my day with turmoil, with arguing and fighting, then I can expect, I'm going to still have that anxiety and those things coming up inside of me. So why don't we do our best? whether it's getting out of debt, the way we begin this year. It's important that we end things the right way, whether it's business partnerships, whatever it is. If there's confusion, the way we end something, if we end it with peace, we begin it with the blessings of God. So, but we don't end with guilt and shame. There is now no no condemnation of those who belong in Christ. Father, I thank you for this devotion. I thank you for your peace. Will you just simply have your way on us? Will you use this devotion to guide our hearts, our mind this year so that we're not the same and we're not making the same mistakes over and over again? In Jesus' name, amen.